Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients in the communities we serve. My name is Brian Van Bakken with the Public Affairs Team. Uh, today we are discussing a new program benefiting Eskenazi Health patients and their families. And as many of you know who have tuned into this before, Eskenazi Health focuses on treating our patients in an all-encompassing way that includes ensuring that our patients have access to nutritional food. And this year we created a SNAP outreach program to assist patients during the SNAP benefits application process. So today we have Hannah Cardi, our Area Operations Director for Social Determinants of Health at Eskenazi Health, and uh, Krista uh, Burleson, SNAP Outreach Coordinator with Eskenazi Health. Uh, say all of that five times fast. I'm getting through all the scripted stuff here. Uh, so they're here to talk about all these new programs, how we're aimed to help uh, patients and the positive impact that SNAP outreach coordinators will have. Okay, now let's sit down and chat. So uh, let's start with you, Hannah, real quick and easy since we went through all that. But give us a little background about yourself, how long you've been with Eskenazi, and maybe a little more insight to your role than just outreach. Just the fancy yeah, title. Yeah. Um, so I have been with Eskenazi for about six and a half years now. I started with our quality team and then moved into primary care, but my background's actually in public health. So when we got our social determinants of health team together, I thought that's a perfect fit and I'm lucky enough to work with that team. And our uh, purpose is to bring together all the great work that Eskenazi is already doing in a lot of these areas. Uh, Outside of the four walls, right? You know, things that affect your health that aren't just your medical care, transportation, housing, food is one of our huge focuses. And we just like to get upstream and work on these things together. All right. Fantastic. And uh, Chris, the same question for you. Well, (laughs) I am one of four SNAP outreach coordinators that started here uh, back in August. So we've been here just a short time. Uh, Two of us are located on on the main campus, and the other two are located on West 38th. And we are super excited to assist the patients apply for SNAP and answer any questions they may have about the program. So uh, who would be the better one to get into the weeds about what SNAP is? Is would that be better for you, Krista? Let me start. Oh, you're gonna start. The, okay, I, take I don't. The easy yeah. Ones, okay. And right. then she can take the hard. Okay. Ones. All right. Fine. She can take. Well. The, okay. Fine. All right. There we go. <laughs> well, and, and this has been a great learning process for me too, because SNAP is not something that I've worked with uh, super intensely in the past. But it's the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, and it's a benefit for qualified households that gives you some extra money each month to buy nutritious and healthy food. Krista, can you go more into detail about you know kind of expound the main on that? Thing that you know every one might want to understand is what SNAP means. Mm-hmm. And it's Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program. Mm-hmm. This is funded by the federal government and each state runs it. So what's the difference between SNAP and WIC for anyone who just hears all these anagrams, you know, and are they anagrams? Is that the right word going around? Acronyms. Acronyms. Yes, that's the word <laughs> I'm looking for. Yeah. So can, can you break down like it's simply as possible, what's the difference between the two? Because I think they get lumped in together sometimes. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, Mm -hmm. because they do serve very similar purposes. But WIC is women with infants and children. So it's really focusing on um, kind of that new mother childhood stage. Gotcha. um, Whereas SNAP is available to uh, households um, of all ages, uh, but that meets certain requirements. Yeah. uh, And Krista, how does your team Uh, help with Eskenazi Health patients to enroll them in SNAP? Well, in the past, providers were concerned about patients that could possibly qualify, but oftentimes had additional questions about the program 
or needed assistance to submit those applications. So now we're available to answer those questions about time frames, verifications that FSSA may request, and whatever may be needed to be clarified for the patients. And um, what are, so I, I was thinking yesterday about, you know, how I, you know, uh, uh, approach some of these questions. And one of the things that popped into my head is, first of all, what are the eligibility for SNAP? And, uh, and you get into like the stigma of some of these programs. Are, do people, do a lot of people maybe qualify for SNAP that might not even realize that they qualify for it? And then it's kind of that process of explaining this is here for you. I, 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 I'm stuck here on what the question actually is. But uh, so, how do we how how do we get people into the process and understand that it's it, it really is a good thing and it's helpful and it's in it's good. I, I'll let you speak more to the eligibility criteria, okay. Krista. But I think your point is a really good one that there is some stigma around it still. When really it's it's just a benefit, and if you qualify, we want to make sure that you're getting all of the help that you deserve. So um, the application process can be a little bit complicated. There are, like Krista said, a lot of times questions about, you know, am I doing this right? There's some, you know, times where you might have to provide additional documentation. So having our SNAP coordinators, they can really help like usher people through that process and just provide that extra little bit of help from somebody who really has a lot of experience with this. But I think a lot of getting the message out there is like you said, people might not even realize that they qualify or potentially they applied in the past and didn't qualify for some reason, but maybe it's because a form didn't get turned in correctly or, you know, they were missing a, a specific piece of, of the income requirements. It doesn't mean you can't apply again and it doesn't mean that you, you know, will never qualify. So I think a lot of it is getting that message out there of this is a really important program. It can help you make ends meet every month. We know that times are tough right now. And um, if you qualify, we certainly want to make sure that you get the benefits you deserve. And uh, uh, Krista, what are some of the uh, qualifications that uh, that that are needed for this? This state does require that you are a U.S. citizen. Um, there are income and resources standards that they do adhere to. I was a former state employee, so I understand that there was a barrier with uh, the public and, and, the, and the state agency. And, you know, a lot of times it's just a thing of a miscommunication because the person didn't open up their mail. So we just try to make sure that the, the patients understand that they should open up their mail and that they should ask any questions, a lot of times it's a simple question they ask, and instead of asking a question, the patient's just upset and doesn't understand. So that's what we're here for, to help them understand. And other patients just simply can't, don't have access to the computer to apply, don't know what number to call. So that's what we're here for. So what are some of those barriers that people see? What are? Can you describe some of the experiences that you have had or you've helped people get through to get these SNAP benefits? Uh, uh, a lot of people. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people aren't able to read and write. Okay. So, you know, they, they need that assistance. Um, and also that um, shame. There's no, there's no need to be shame if, if you're in need, and that's what those services are there for. I think one of the big things that we've uh, learned from a lot of the, di the various topics we've done on this podcast in that – a word like shame or a similar word to shame keeps popping up so much in this stuff. And it goes back to we're in an age of it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to ask for help. It's exactly. not, there's no, there's no shame. We've had, you know, very, you know, well to do doctors in here talk about shame they have felt just because they left their wallet at home and couldn't, you know, get, you know, so that, that's, we need to really work 
to uh, and I'm like going off on a soapbox here. I'll, I'll, I'll get it reeled back though, in. True. But uh, so yeah, so I guess you know kind of what what I'm trying to get at here is ask for if even even if you're not sure if you need the help, it doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't make contact. How how are people connecting with you, Krista, for this stuff? They um they the program has been picking up well. Uh, we are um. It's reaching out to patients in every health center. Hopefully, we hope that the program will eventually grow well, where we'll have a, a, a outreach person in every center. Um, so patients are really excited about the program. Providers have been really excited because they, they've had patients ask questions that they just didn't have the answer to. So it's, it's been going well. So is this one of those things that... It's a doctor referral if they're in seeing and a doctor identify, or can someone walk into the office and say, hey, I need some help. Can you put me in front of the right person? All of the above. Okay. Um, All right. We want to make sure that there is no wrong door, right? Uh, so a provider can put a referral in through Epic, actually. It's ambulatory referral to SNAP Outreach, um, and that gets them right on the list that Krista and her coworkers can reach out to that patient uh, really quickly. You can also, if uh, the patient themselves can call our number, which is 8803316, um, and the SNAP coordinators will get back to them. Walk-ins. Yes, we do take walk-ins as well. So like Krista said, she and one of our other coordinators are usually located here on the main campus in the financial counseling suite. We have uh, two additional SNAP coordinators who are kind of uh, their home base is the West 38th Street uh, financial counseling suite. But we've started looking at um, potentially having some of the coordinators go to other health centers, um, you know, maybe one day a week, depending on what the need is. So we can meet people face to face if that's how they prefer to um, interact or if, you know, potentially we need uh, translation services or something like that. Uh, We want to make sure that, again, there's no wrong door. Get in touch with us however you can. um, And we'd be more than happy to help. Can you walk us through the process of getting someone enrolled in this? So if someone's listening and they want to go down and then they get there and make sure they're not missing a document or something, what... how do how how do you help people, Krista, with getting them enrolled? What do they go through? Well, we start the process with potential applicants by giving them the options. Because although you know we are here to here to help, um, some people may decide to do it on their own, so they can go online themselves and do it. Um, they can walk into the local FSSA um, agency. That's the state agency that handles those um, applications. And we also want to assure that they understand that we as SNAP outreach coordinators are assisting with the application process and that it is the state that makes the final determination on their eligibility. So a while after we get those applications submitted, we'll follow up with the client to assure the process went smoothly and address any other questions or concerns they may have had. What was the reason behind why this program was created? Was there was a very specific need beyond the I guess the cliche need to, that said we need to do this. Sure. My team got involved because uh, we started screening more often for food insecurity. And what we found is there are a lot of people who are food insecure. Um, and again, it's nothing to be ashamed of, but SNAP is one of the best and most sustainable ways that you can help address that. Um, it's money every month to make sure you're able to buy healthy, nutritious food. Uh, so we knew Enrolling more folks who are eligible in SNAP is a great way to help address that food insecurity burden. And looking at the application process and even talking to the state, you know, they know that it's a very difficult process for some people. And a lot of the applicants, even if they might qualify, fall off somewhere during the process. Like Krista said, you know, maybe they don't get the phone call about the interview or they, you know, don't get the the letter in the mail saying you need some additional documents. Maybe they can't 
access those documents. So if we know that SNAP is a great way to kind of help uh, address that food insecurity in a, in a way that's sustainable and we can make it work, um, and the SNAP application is kind of the barrier to getting people on that, we thought, well, we should be able to help with that. And um, I will say the state actually has a program where they are helping us uh, fund some of these SNAP coordinator positions. So they know that this is something that we all need to work together to achieve. Um, but having them here and able to answer those questions and to help people face to face or on the phone has really uh, seen, we've seen a big increase in the number of people who are getting their applications in. That's fantastic. And, and it's, it's really weird on some of these things that you don't realize it's something that's very complicated, like uh, a snap, you know, application or anything like, and they're like, nah, they'll figure it out for yourself. If, if, if they need something from us, they're on their own. But as soon as we need our taxes, they will. We will have lots of people set up to help you pay your taxes. You know, yeah, it, it seems like if only we could flip that just a little bit. You yeah. know, and I think we are all you know trying to work together to address that because it, it is like any form. Like filling out your taxes is scary yeah. too. Yes. You know, you're you're signing these things saying I, this is yeah. this is correct to the I extent hold my that breath. I know. Click. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so having Krista and her team that has so much experience in this in different ways. It's it's such a uh, great resource for uh, not just patients, but providers. I mean, lots of people have questions about SNAP and what it is and who it can help. And they've just been super accessible and willing to help us answer any of those questions that come up. Um, uh, Krista, what's been uh, some of the rewarding uh, experiences you've had with this job as you've been helping people? Do you have anything that kind of pops into your head? When I do that follow up and they say, oh, I was approved. And that's our goal. Awesome. Uh, I get, getting back to initially that whole people who might not realize that they qualify for SNAP. What, who, who might not realize they qualify for SNAP? I, I don't know any better way to ask that. I think one of the things that I was really surprised about when we first started this program is unlike some other programs, it really looks at your household. So, you know, it's you might think, oh, I don't know if I qualify, but it's not really about you. It's about you and your family mm -hmm. or who you live with household wise. So I think sometimes people don't realize that. Um, I also think, like Krista said, there is the requirement um, for citizenship. But a lot of the times you have households in which someone is a citizen, but maybe not everyone. And those households can still qualify. Um, so making sure that, you know, we're dispelling some of those myths is great, but I think everyone's situation is unique. And that's where like Krista and the team's experience comes in. Um, like she said, you know, they can't make the determination, but they have a lot of experience in getting through some of these situations that are complicated and helping people um, kind of untangle what it is that they, they need uh, to do. Krista, what, how do you define a, I guess a, a good day for you in this job? Is it just get, getting that confirmation that they receive their benefits? Are they smiles on faces? What, what do you need to see when you go home at whatever time you go home to be like, today was a good day and I accomplished a lot? When we're, we're, well, we're a new program, so it sort of started off slow. Okay, But now, since it's picking up, a good day is we're busy. Yeah. We're working constantly now, and that's really been uplifting. Is this maybe one of those things that I, you almost hope that you don't have to do it someday? Is it is it like a program you hope to discontinue or is this going to be here? For, is this the I way of the world? I think we're going to be here okay. for a while. Um, I think what we're seeing, like Chris is saying, it's picking up. There was a lot of unmet need. And so it's great that we have resources in place to to help start working on that now. But I, I don't think that we're going to see, oh, goodness, everyone's enrolled and everything's perfect and 
nothing else to do. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there still that might be eligible, that might need some assistance, that might be experiencing some kind of an issue with their benefits. And Krista and their team can help really work through all of that with them. And then how are we going to define success? We're getting started. So in a year, where do we want to be at? In five years, yeah. what's what are our goals? I, I mean, like Krista said, we really are working to track those outcomes. So, you know, you don't have to tell us if you're approved or denied, but uh, we're following up with patients. And a lot of the time they are really excited to say, you know, we've been approved or, you know, my interview is next week and we're really tracking all of that information. And so we should be able to come back in, you know, a year and say, here's how many people we've helped enroll in SNAP benefits. And it's going to be a big number, I think. So can I go ahead and book you for a year from now sure. to have you guys both come back in and we can continue this conversation? Be like, okay, we're a year in. How how have we done? Go, Rachel, go ahead and just just book them, and we'll just we'll, we'll send you a reminder in a year. By the way, you have to be back over here. Um, so uh, yeah, thanks a lot for coming in again. Uh, what's that phone number for people to call to get uh, tied in with this stuff? Our main line is three one seven eight eight zero three three one six. Uh, patients can be referred to NAPIC. Uh, they can also send us uh, patients in secure chat. Uh, anyone from the public, as um, Hannah mentioned, can can walk into the suite. So we're here. And then uh, obviously you can go to EskenaziHealth.edu. We have more information there. and You can do the connect, contact us, and we'll get it filtered through uh, the right way. Is there anything that we have not hit on this. I know we bounced around the paper quite a bit, um, but is there was there anything you want to make sure that uh, becomes a part of this? I think just one more time saying, you know, if patients think, you know, I'm not necessarily eligible or I'm not sure if I am, the team really wants to help them work through that. And providers, you know, oh, I, I this isn't something I've done in the past. That's okay. Like, you can send folks on over. We want to make sure that we're, we're available to help. And there's really not um, any downside to, to double checking. No, absolutely not. What's the worst thing that can happen? You right. don't qualify? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, so yeah. So by all means, uh, uh, just ask those questions. Make sure you have you know everything that you need. Thank you both for coming in. We have uh, Krista Burleson and uh, and Hannah. Where is your last name? Cardi. Hannah I don't know Cardi. Where oh, there it is. Hannah Cardi on the paper. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I've been just trying. I've been trying to make Krista like smile and giggle this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. So yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, of course, EskenaziHealth.edu, uh, the SNAP Outreach Coordinators. Are we still hiring for these? Are we all filled up? Right Do we now, still have openings? we've got a full team. Okay. But um, again, if, if the program keeps growing, you might see more faces soon. All right. So if this is something that might be interesting you of work to do, keep watching uh, the careers page of EskenaziHealth.edu for uh, for more upga- updates. And, and thanks a lot. Of course, you can check out all us all. Uh, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes. I'm all excited to be able to say Apple iTunes. Uh, find us on all the, uh, the our social media channels, EskenaziHealth.edu. Thanks to Rachel and Joe for doing this. And we will talk to you all next time on the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. To hear all of our previous episodes, please subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud by searching Eskenazi Health. 